My name is JJ Holly, and I'm the President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. And welcome to another episode of Between the Trees. We would like to thank our production sponsor, Woodlands Online, for helping us with this event every week. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming Mr. Ryan Gable, Constable for Precinct 3. Thank you, JJ. It's an honor to be here, so thank you for allowing me to be here on your program. Well, thank you. I know you're busy, and I appreciate you taking the time out to spend Absolutely. with us. Yes, sir. We, uh, we had a little technical difficulties getting started today as, as uh, things happen. There's lots of, uh, lots of pieces and parts to getting something on the Internet. Right, so right. Uh, thanks to Woodlands Online, got that fixed, and we're back up. Uh, I'd like to start off first by saying uh, thank you. Uh, we, we appreciate uh what you do, what your office does, all the law enforcement that keep us safe. So you guys are, are uh, on the front lines and protecting us. And thank you for what you do. Well, I appreciate that. And, and you're very welcome. And, you know, I think it tends to lean towards men and the women out there on the streets every day. So yeah. proud of the department, proud of law enforcement in Montgomery County as a whole. And yeah. we just work very well together. So we're fortunate to have a, a great constable's office, great sheriff's office. We're yes, uh, and these are elected positions, and uh, that makes uh, brings its own special uh, uh, set of things you deal with. It but, is. Uh, we we appreciate all that you guys do. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how uh, how you got involved, a little bit about yourself, and how you got involved with the constable's office. So ultimately, uh, grew up in Spring, Texas, my entire life, and uh, kind of followed in my father's footsteps. Mm -hmm. He worked in law enforcement um, for a very long time. He's mm -hmm. since retired. But it gave an opportunity for me to go to work in Harris County. So that's mm -hmm. where I started and spent about 20 years in Harris County. Um, decided to run for office and was able to get a position and come in early as your Precinct 3 Constable mm -hmm. in August of 2012. So August 3rd this year was eight years. That's hard to believe because I remember that. Can't yes. believe that's uh, been eight years ago. It went so fast and it, it's gone by so quick. Yeah. And just going in almost 29 years of law enforcement has flown by. So it's just, it's been a great career for me, for mm -hmm. my family, um, and just honored to get up and do it every day. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what the constable's office does and how that interfaces with the other law enforcement jurisdictions and organizations. Certainly. So ultimately, back in time, we've talked about the sheriff, the constable being elected position. Mm -hmm. So it, it came about the Texas Constitution in the 1840s. It, it presented the offices as elected to four-year terms. And ultimately, depending upon where you're at in the state of Texas, depends on kind of the utility of the office, uh, the growth of it, the size of it, things like that. So roughly, if you can think of 254 counties in the state, mm -hmm. you have a sheriff for each county, and you have constables broken up into each precinct. And depending upon the county size and how many precincts depends on the amount of constables you have. So. Originally, a sheriff was put in place to handle a jail system for a county, mm -hmm. and a constable was put in place to handle the court process. And that brings us to today where it, we've been given the opportunity with a constable's office to kind of conform to our public's needs. And so being here in Montgomery County, when I started eight years ago, we were roughly 24 people. Mm -hmm. We're close to 80 now, so mm -hmm. we've grown considerably, mm -hmm. and, and that's um, all in part of servicing the needs of our community. So 
We offer a patrol division that handles patrol services throughout Montgomery County Precinct 3, so a lot of the southern side of Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. We have a uh, DWI task force. Mm -hmm. We have a criminal intelligence division that handles technology crimes and child crimes. And uh, ultimately, one of the things that we're statutorily required to do is civil process. So we handle the civil papers as well. Okay. Um, and what is the, uh, or how is, is, is your role different than uh, the sheriff's office or DPS or uh, a, a local police department? You know, I know the Woodlands doesn't right. have its own police department because we're, uh, we're uh, unincorporated, you know, being a special purpose district. Right, right. So it's, uh, uh, it's different in the Woodlands. But how do you guys interface with, with the other departments out there? So we interface very well, and I think uh, we, we all have a lot of the same functions and duties. Mm -hmm. I think uh, at the end of the day, we rely on and cover what each agency and position are statutorily required to do mm -hmm. and branch out from there. So I mentioned, you know, one of those uh, requirements is civil process. Mm -hmm. One of them is to bailiff a justice of the peace court. Mm -hmm. So we cover those areas that... Uh, differ from the sheriff or the, the state police or no. your small municipalities. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things about municipalities within a county, we're county um, mm -hmm. police, mm -hmm. deputies, so we have the opportunity to work within the county as a whole, whether it's within somebody's city or not, we, mm -hmm. can, we have jurisdiction there. And so ultimately, with the amount of law enforcement out here in Montgomery County, we all have enough to do where if a call mm -hmm. drops, it's uh, whatever agency is going to pick up that particular call first or who has okay. the manpower to answer the call and or, you know, who has the expertise in a certain field. So if I'm having an emergency uh, and I dial 911, that 911 dispatcher will coordinate uh uh, regarding the jurisdictions and get the right person that goes out there? Or? Yes, sir. So great question. And, you know, working with our sheriff, Sheriff Rand Henderson, yeah. good friend and mm -hmm. uh, great relationship there. But uh, the sheriff's office houses the, the main dispatch facility for the county. So you call 911, it gets routed to the sheriff's office dispatch. Mm -hmm. They air it. So if you were involved in an accident, they would air an accident at mm -hmm. wherever you're at. And depending upon that district or area, we could respond, sheriff's office could respond, or mm -hmm. DPS could respond, whoever answers the call first. Well, and, and I've seen it uh, firsthand. The, the response times are, are very fast here. We're, I think we're, we're fortunate in a, with that. Yes, sir. We're in a unique position, especially yeah. in South Montgomery County, having the amount of law enforcement we have with the all the agencies involved from our small municipalities, Shenandoah, mm -hmm. Oak Ridge, mm -hmm. things like that. Very quick response and yeah. just the ability to work together provides, uh, you know, for backup purposes, things like that. So it's been and, good. And I think that's the key. You hit the nail on the head. It's, it's collaboration. It is. We all work together to, you know, make things happen. Yes, sir. Yeah. What, what's the latest on, uh, on, on, on crime in the Woodlands? I know with a lot of the retail, with COVID, with a lot of the retail uh, uh, controls and, and, and limits that we have right. in place. Uh, I'm just curious about how uh, how has crime been affected and what are you guys, what are you seeing? So since the beginning of COVID, um, we saw a, a drastic dip in it in, in any 
lot of the crime that we usually experience. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely gotten busier over time. But in the beginning, I think everybody was trying to figure out what COVID was, how dangerous it was, how to react to it. So it was even keeping our, our criminals home. And mm -hmm. so we went through a pretty good phase of kind of slowing up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. it, it's picked up. Everybody kind of uh, has a better understanding of COVID now and what they so can both and can't a good, do. both a good and a bad thing. Correct, oh. correct. Um, you know, one of the toughest things for us in law enforcement is the and this is kind of a double-edged sword, but the mandatory mask um, mm. issue is yeah. it creates an ability for safety against COVID, but it, it creates a position to hide oneself if you're going to commit a crime. So mm. Good point. It, those things, um, you know, you talk to people that walk into banks with a mask, you don't feel right walking into a bank, whether you're a good man or, a, you know, a bad person. So that's, that's kind true. of um, been a challenge mm -hmm. on identification of people. So mm -hmm. as far as crime in the woodlands, the woodlands is such a safe place to be all mm -hmm. around. And the, the crimes that we really experience heavily in the woodlands are crimes of opportunity. You know, people, um, someone may leave a purse at a car or a laptop bag at a car, things like that. Mm -hmm. Leave their cars unlocked. Um, mm -hmm. People who carry handguns or things. Those yeah. are the things that we deal with mainly in the woodlands and around the woodlands mm -hmm. uh, throughout our precincts. So very safe place. Um, mm -hmm. We don't want to minimize that we do have criminals out there. So mm -hmm. we, we want you to be aware of your surroundings and caution our loved ones to be safe out there, especially our children. Yeah, be aware. Um, you know, I, I think that one of the things that is hindering law enforcement in today's times are, are the lenience that counties around us are having with criminals. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, the amount of theft that uh, creates the levels of offense. So based on the expense, the monetary value is mm -hmm. what increases the level of offense mm -hmm. from misdemeanor to felony on, on just a regular theft charge. So ultimately, if other counties aren't enforcing those thefts up to a certain amount of dollar, mm -hmm. that that will bleed over to us. And so people feel more comfortable committing crimes like that. Mm -hmm. um, other areas around us that are lenient on the ability to possess marijuana, things like that, mm -hmm. bleed over into Montgomery County because you know, we will arrest folks that don't even know they're in Montgomery County, still believe they're in Harris County, you know, Walker County, things mm -hmm. like that. So um, that's an issue for us. But all in all, um, we're still real safe here. It's, yeah. uh, like I said, mainly the crimes of opportunity we deal with. And what, what is some advice that you could give for, because uh, it's a little bit early, but shopping seasons coming up and as the retail stores start opening up and the yes. malls and Market Street and things like that. Uh, what are some tips that you could offer to somebody who's going to be parking at, at the mall? What should you just watch out for? Certainly. I I think no matter um, husband and wife, man or woman, our children, they mm -hmm. need to carry very little um, it, you know, things that they use to pay for, whether it's cash or cards, things like that. Mm -hmm. It carries small purses. Um, keep the purses close to you. Do mm -hmm. not leave anything exposed in your vehicles. When you park at the mall or retail centers, you know, mm -hmm. get out and be aware of your surroundings. 
before you park, um, see if people are sitting in cars near you. Mm -hmm. um, be aware of those things. You know, if you've got to, to change a diaper, don't flip up the SUV back hatch and, and be out there with your back exposed to everybody, changing yeah. a child's diaper, or things yeah. along those lines. Just uh, the constant awareness. Yeah and keeping your things. Uh, don't leave guns in the cars because mm -hmm. when a, a crook gets a gun, it's gone and it's gonna be used in a crime somewhere. And it's still registered back to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Which can be complicated. It can be very complicated. Uh -huh. and, and a lot of us um, will put a handgun under the seat or in the glove box and we don't mm -hmm. think about it. Mm -hmm. And so we may not even be able to pinpoint a time or date that it was actually stolen or where it was stolen, so you know it could mm -hmm. be unreported for certain amounts of time. So those are things I'd caution. Um, mm -hmm. You know, let people know where you're going. Mm -hmm. Stay in constant communication. If if you're worried about entering a parking lot, to ask for somebody to walk out with here, walk out with a group. Mm -hmm. um, just normal stuff. If you leave on vacation, we have a very good um, interactive website that you can get on and. Uh, you can yeah, and request. I've used that. I appreciate yes, that service. Vacations, if you're if you're heading watches. out of town, yes, sir. Uh, so how how would someone sign up for that? So they'd go to our website okay. or the sheriff's office website, mm -hmm. and uh, you'd request a vacation watch through the website. You'd fill out all the information. So you don't need to call and talk to anybody. You just do it all simple. electronic on the website, and yes. it takes you five minutes, and you're done. Correct. And uh, and another thing that our website offers as well, it, it gives an opportunity for extra patrols. So mm -hmm. if you have somebody in the neighborhood that's speeding all the time or running stop signs or going by school buses, mm. you know, let us know that and uh, give us some information. We, mm -hmm. we can put a deputy out there um, managing the traffic mm -hmm. and we, we manage that as an administration so that uh, we know that it is a problem or it isn't, and yeah, yeah. we'll issue citations as we need to. Or crime tips, you know, if you're uncomfortable about something, leave us a tip, and yeah. all of that can be anonymous or whatever, but mm -hmm. it continues to keep the uh, relationship between us and the public and allows yeah. us to offer that service, and it's a good service to have. Uh, also, you've got a um, uh, internet crimes Against children. Against yes, children. Uh, how does that work and what are you guys doing with that? So, very specialized division, mm -hmm. something that we're very involved in. Uh, over the eight years of being in office, mm -hmm. we've had the ability to grow that with the other agencies in Montgomery County. So, there's a, a large team of us now. Mm -hmm. um, we, we focus on child predators. So, we're talking to what we consider travelers. These are predators that are coming out to meet our kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll go online and we'll, we'll act as mm -hmm. uh, you know, a child and communicate with predators. Mm -hmm. And or uh, you know, if a parent or a, a child brings something suspicious that has happened on social media, mm -hmm. we'll take over social media and, and target those predators. Mm -hmm. uh, things that happen every day, that happens every mm -hmm. day. So. A word of caution. Which for, is alarming. It, it's it alarming. So it really is. And <laughs> the things that, um, the other aspect of technology crimes that we watch are the ability for people to share traffic and possess child pornography. Mm -hmm. So that's an aspect of it and which keeps us busy. So we're either proactively looking mm -hmm. for predators and communicating and trying to 
get them off the streets. And we're also, we have the ability through software to watch the worldly web with people mm -hmm. sharing or transferring certain videos or pictures. And mm -hmm. so uh, it's it's a serious crime, number mm -hmm. one. It's one of the most heinous in, in mm -hmm. my belief. Mm -hmm. And where it, it gets scary is the live victims. So when, yeah. when you do an investigation like that, mm -hmm. You want to make sure that there isn't a child in the household or that's been exposed to mm -hmm. an assault or mm -hmm. child abuse, things like that. And so it gets, it's vast and deep and, yeah. and it, those things are hard to investigate. If you're a parent of a, uh, well, really, I was going to say a child, but uh, any person under the age of 18 in your house, uh, what are some things you as a parent can be on the lookout for or watch out for to help protect your, your children? So one of the things that we as a, an ICAC agency, which is the Internet Crimes Against Children's Task Force, mm -hmm. there's roughly uh, about 67 task forces across the nation. And to be part of that task force and the grant funding behind it, we're required as an agency to go out and teach and, mm -hmm. and talk to parents, churches, schools, whatever we mm -hmm. can do, whether it be one-on-one -on -one or to an audience mm -hmm. of folks. And through social media, we need to understand as parents, no matter how wonderful and good our children are, mm -hmm. uh, they've grown up with social media and that's how they communicate. Um, that's how they maintain, maintain their friends base. Mm -hmm. So whereas when you and I grew up, we had to go knock on a friend's door and see if they could come out and That's hang right. out with us. Kentucky came out and play. Exactly. <laughs> Ride bikes that's and, right. you know, go in the woods uh -huh. and, and that's, um, you know, hang out. And that's that's not the case. Our friends have the vast reach or our, our kids have a vast reach to every school district around. Mm -hmm. So they can communicate and, and have a friend's base. Mm -hmm. and, and so we as parents, it's incumbent upon us to monitor friends lists. Let's, let's mm -hmm. sit down and take the time to go through their friends list. Mm -hmm. And if your children are under the age of 16 and they have a thousand friends on their Instagram or Snapchat, things like that, mm -hmm. um, uh, our, that can take a while. It can take a long time, <laughs> but our our main question is: is do you have you ever been in this friend's home? Do you know their parents' names? Things like that. Mm -hmm. And if those questions can't be answered, they probably don't need to be on your friends list. Exactly. It, it's just there's too much information that a Sometimes predator. It begins to get a, a be a race. You know how many friends do you have? There's kind of a social pressure aspect. It's all pressure aspect, yeah, peer yeah, pressure. Yeah. And then once you, you get somebody, a predator mm -hmm. that is able to groom our children, mm -hmm. they, they pull out any information they want out of our children. They're good mm -hmm. at it. It's what mm -hmm. they do. And so it's, you know, it's hard to talk about on live feed and stuff, yeah, but yeah. It's sending nudes. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. High school kids, uh, right. middle school once kids. Once it's there, it's there. It's it doesn't there. Get, never gets erased. And, you know, it never gets erased, but it's different from 16-year-old Johnny asking 16-year-old, you know, young lady to send it yeah. versus a predator that knows what they're doing mm -hmm. and this child believing in the predator and sending them things. And at that point, it gets used against them and it, mm -hmm. it goes from there. And so it's, it's and, devastating. And they thrive on that, that shame that that young person would feel to keep it secretive. To, Absolutely. You know, well, you know, 
if you tell somebody, if you tell your mom or dad, I'll I'm send gonna, this I'm out to the school. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And so us as parents need to understand that that happens every day, yeah. every day. So yeah. there's a good chance that if our, your children, our children are online, mm -hmm. that they've been exposed to this. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, whether they've come forward with it, mm -hmm. please come forward, let yeah. us know so that we can get involved. Yeah. Um, just real serious stuff. You know, the, mm -hmm. the president has talked about putting a ban on TikTok. That's right. So one of the things that we've spoken about for years, and I've had the opportunity to go around and, and speak about for years, is the applications that we use on our phones. You download an app thinking you're just downloading an app. Mm -hmm. Well, those applications uh, are maintaining so much information, personal information, on mm -hmm. you and mm -hmm. your family from bank accounts to your your the private numbers, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And we don't understand how much information is going back to the companies that own these these applications. Wow. Well, uh, just to shift gears a little bit, how, how has COVID uh, and, you know, the pandemic's affecting everybody in the entire world? Yes. Uh, how, has it, how has it affected uh, the Precinct 3 Constable's Office? So we've, uh, thank God, we've cruised through it pretty well as far mm -hmm. as you know, the, the department, the team, staying pretty healthy. Mm -hmm. We've had minimal exposures uh, with family members and such throughout the department. So we've, we've had uh, base risk assessments on allowing them to come back to work, things like that. Mm -hmm. And the more we learn about it, uh, the better we are with, you know, knowing the risks and bringing people back to work. Mm -hmm. uh, we do uh, support our deputies uh, wearing the masks out there, dealing with publics, mm -hmm. uh, with the public, and anytime we interact with somebody. Which so, is tough being outside in August wearing a mask. It is, and not only that, but if you're on a traffic stop, the, the reality is is it's difficult to communicate with folks. True. Um, you know, I may not hear you properly. You mm -hmm. may give me a command, and I may mm -hmm. not know what you're saying exactly. Yep. So we worry about those things, but um, we, we had an opportunity in the beginning. We were doing security for a lot of the COVID sites, so... Mm -hmm. We, we had an opportunity to understand that. Uh, we have been in constant contact with all our major hospitals in our precinct, mm -hmm. which you know, our precinct uh, stops at the San Jacinto River. So just about every major hospital down here we, we work True. with constantly. Um, so just the, the preparedness and, and being careful of our people responding. And mm -hmm. We stopped traffic stops for, you know, several months in there in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, Medical calls, we're still careful on responding to medical calls. We're here in Montgomery mm -hmm. County. Most of the time a medical call is dispatched, a, a law enforcement officer goes with them, mm -hmm. no matter what it is. Because mm -hmm. uh, so, you don't know what's happening to you actually get on site. So. Correct. So now it's uh, if the medical team doesn't need us, we're going to stay in service and yeah. if they do they'll call and we'll come out and assist any way we can. Mm -hmm. So we're cautious there. So it's definitely impacted the way we, we do things and handle business. I'd say today's time right now, we're pretty much in full normal business operations. Um, Everybody seems to have adapted in the past you know, yes. month or so that, look, we can still conduct business, conduct operations with our organizations. Correct. And, and still be successful mostly. I, I think you know. so and and the more we learn uh, you know we get so much of false testing 
we get calls all the time on it, and mm -hmm. you just, as an administrator of a law enforcement department, as your elected constable, it, mm -hmm. it's hard to consider, you know, how dangerous this really is, and you yeah. can't minimize it in, in no. any means. No. So you, you've got to take it 100% serious, but also, why is this person showing up to get tested and they're, they're waiting in line for four hours and fill out the paperwork and leave because they've been there all day and mm -hmm. haven't gotten tested, but mm -hmm. yet they're getting letters in the mail saying they've tested positive. So it's yeah. a full array of yeah. what we're trying to you know, fathom with the virus and how, mm -hmm. to, how to deal with it accordingly. Yeah. And, and make sure that people feel safe with us communicating with them or mm -hmm. being around them and, and our people feeling safe about it. Yeah. So, Well, before we uh, close up, is there anything else you'd like to add? Just um, that we appreciate Montgomery County's support of law mm -hmm. enforcement. Um, we want our community, our constituents, um, our friends, our neighbors, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to know that we're here for you, we're here for them. Um, we're going to come running if you need us, mm -hmm. and we're just, uh, we thank God that we're here in Montgomery County and have the support of the people, and and it's just, uh, we ask that, you know, people pray for us every day. Yeah. So Well, you deserve our full support that. and our thanks. Uh, well, thank you. It's not an easy job to do. It's a lot of, balanced a lot of issues. It's changed a lot, I yep. can tell you that, and uh, but it's still, uh, I still enjoy getting up every day coming to work. Well, thank you for all that you do. Yes, sir. And all that your uh, men and women on the front lines do. We and you guys, it. too, with the chamber. Just You uh, guys do so much, so thanks, JJ. We're doing our best. Yes, sir. But there is a lot of the tunnel. We'll, we'll all make it through this thing. We will. Get back to having some fun. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you so much. Yes, thank sir. You. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Between the Trees. Once again, my name is J.J. Holly, and I'm the President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. And would like to thank Woodlands Online for our production of this program every week. And thank you, and have a good day, and be safe.